This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Mindhunter fans, we are talking the second half of this crazy season. We want to know what you thought happened to Holden. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Tonight, we are talking episodes six through 10 of Netflix's Mindhunter. Definitely a crazy end. Yes. Little like lots of serial killer stuff <laughs> happening in between there but the end was like insane yes um before we get started i'm april wissenhant y'all can find me everywhere at april wissenhant i also have the live chat going so please let us know what you thought um because there's so much to talk about in these episodes yes. where can they find you well i'm krista and you can find me on instagram and twitter at krista Flemge. awesome um okay so the second half of the season yes What's definitely different than the first, we got a lot more killer stuff, which oh my gosh, yes. I was like actually really happy about. It kind of makes me feel weird that I'm so happy about no, it. No, I agree. There was a lot more going on, which kept me more... I was way more into this, like watching every episode, like having to see the next one, because we were actually getting into like the storylines yeah. of all these people, and then the background and the real life stories. Exactly. It was good, yeah. I, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about before we get into like the meat of the second half is we kind of start off episode six with them still dealing with the, um, yes, Beverly Jean, Beverly Jean yes. stuff. And they, we find out that it's a whole like family scheme that they did everything. Yeah. But we didn't get any resolution to that, right? We, like essentially no so, one is, or they're going to arrest. Yeah. We have like Wendy's resolution, like what she thinks happened based on the interviews. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the DA just put it all on Benji, even though it was pretty much all three of them based on, you know, what we think. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised at how, like, whenever we learned that it definitely was them, I kind of, like, thought back and thought back on how Benji was during his interview. That's why I love so much when uh, Tinch was like, what the hell were you crying about in that interview? Because <laughs> he he's hysterical. the one he's the one that went back and mutilated her mm-hmm. body and did all of these crazy things. And to just hear like one of our biggest things was why would he do this to her? But we now know it's because oh his freaky brother brother in law right? like essentially raped her. Um, and he like went back to the site and mutilated her body after the fact. And he did the stuff with the hair because yes. his brother in law would always talk about how how pretty, how pretty her hair was, and he yes. thought it was so inappropriate. So he that scalped her and put that. It's just insane. Yep. And didn't he like remove her breasts? Yeah, yeah, and kept them. He did something. He buried he, them in or? his back. Something weird. I can't remember the exact. Yeah, yeah. He he. Either way, it's just kind of crazy when you think about how like real his emotions seem but that's the thing that the show teaches us so well is that these people are a lot of times like you know they can be just like you and I in society and that's what's so crazy I know this is a little bit like into it but it's so crazy whenever Holden goes to the elementary school and is talking to the kids and he's like 
I want you to know, like, these are things that you should look for. One of you is a serial killer right now, basically. And they're like, what? And then the little girl's like, well, my brother hits my dog with a stick. Because he's like, if they kill animals, if they do things like this. So I'm like, at what age is it appropriate to start teaching kids, like, okay, if you do these things, then, like, you should really tell someone. Which is a huge part of the show, I think, too. Because it's how early can you tell, and if you can tell that early when's it right to punish them or put them away when they haven't actually done anything yet you know? exactly it's yeah and how do you like change because the, it's also so about how this is just like a chemical imbalance in mm-hmm. their head so what are you supposed to do with these people who have these chemical imbalances lock them just away lock them forever before, <laughs> yeah before they do anything and we don't have the resources for that we don't and you know how many of them are there we don't really know exactly so. but that's a good it brings up Obviously, them being at the school with the principal. I'm so curious to hear what you thought about that because that was the weirdest thing. I know. I So it was hard for me because if I was a mom and I had kids in grade school and their principal was tickling their feet, I mean, I would not be okay with that at all. Of course not. But then with the wife, which is a little later, her coming and giving that whole sad sob story to Holden in the apartment, like, waiting for the elevator. Mm-hmm. I felt terrible. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sucks. He can't get a job anywhere. They have three kids. Two of them want to be teachers themselves. Mm-hmm. It was just, you see both sides, and I guess technically he didn't do anything wrong. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline yet but also you were tickling little kids feet I don't know what you know yeah I don't know maybe just stop like they asked and this wouldn't have gotten that far well the the fact that he was so adamant that this was like totally okay for him to do when people were telling him this is not okay for you to do this is making the kids uncomfortable this is making their parents uncomfortable like he I think at that point it was just so um you know saying that he would stop is almost admitting that it was wrong mm-hmm. and he obviously wanted to make sure everyone knew that he didn't yeah. think it was wrong but uh, his wife coming and speaking to Holden at well they, I guess they were at Debbie's apartment at this point yeah. but yes. at the apartment it definitely got to me too because so much of the family is affected it's by sad, this yeah. and it's not their fault but then you my I ended on Oh, but just imagine if they didn't do something. And it and, got worse, yeah. And he did do something to a kid. Yeah. Like, imagine there. I mean, it sucks that, you know, if someone in your family does that, you are directly affected by it. But it's better to, I mean, it's not better, but I guess it is better yeah, to be directly affected by it, it in that way than, like, what he he gave them nickels. Like, they called it that nickels for too. tickles. And he but, was just like, well, the kids are leaving happy, so I don't see what's wrong with it. They're grade school age they don't have any idea like in the future looking back oh yeah my principal used to tickle me and give me quarters and then no. i'd run home and be like yeah you have no idea yeah. at that age so it's i don't know i'm happy that i mean holden clearly felt torn up about it mm-hmm. and at this point it was them you know they're doing all of this stuff they've been researching all of these killers he they he has so many like i'll use air quotes arguments with um tinch about, yeah. like, how are they actually going to put these studies 
into real life. Which is a valid point, you know? What's the point of all this work if you aren't applying it to the real world? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Bill's point is that they're just not ready for it yet. And because they're supposed to be writing this whole book and it's about, you know, supposed to be about something so different. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, that's also, they use, this comes into play whenever it's like the cheerleader or the majorette. Oh, yeah. murder oh it was Holden's apartment that they were at okay because that's how she I knew not... where they oh, were oh yeah because they buzzed up Holden and they're like someone's here to see you exactly okay. yeah it did it was so sad when he later saw him uh his name Roger Wade is his name at the at convenience, the convenience the, store yeah. and Ugh. he just like had just know, a, a beer away. or whatever it was in his hand and he just looked awful I like how they added that and you almost wouldn't know it was him I had to replay it and I was like oh principal that's yeah. really depressing and because he can't get a job he was looking for work as a substitute teacher yeah. but like that's and that you is can only ma- feel so bad yeah it's the main thing of the show that we still don't have like a resolution to like Agreed. when is it too soon to start mm-hmm. doing something about behavior that you think is weird yeah Agreed. but i think with the people that we see and that they've interviewed so far it's clear that it's never too early in a lot of mm-hmm. instances. Um, because who's the the first? Jerry? Uh, yeah, Jerry Brudos. So he is one of the um, first at this half of the season anyway mm-hmm. that they're talking to. And he did some, like, crazy brutal stuff. He also mutilated all of the bodies. Took off the breasts. Took off. What is it with these guys? There's, it must be a thing. I don't know. Um, they. I don't think it was him, but they talked about a killer that cut off the women's breasts and molded them, like, in oh, clay. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I, it wasn't this guy. It was no, a random person they were talking yes. about. But, um, you know, Holden is... You can tell that he's getting more comfortable talking to these people. Almost too comfortable. Clearly. Too comfortable. And Bill has a major problem with this. Because this guy has, like, you know, all these... Mm -hmm. It's a big fetish thing. Like, they found shoes. Oh, the shoes. I don't know if I'll ever wear heels again, honestly. (laughs) What he did to that shoe in that last scene. Oh, I couldn't... And the fact that they just kind of sat there for a minute. Yeah. I'm like, get off. <laughs> I was like, leave. Like, he's masturbating in his shoe. Like, yeah, anyway. it's time to go. But if he was so different, and I think it taught him, taught both of them a lot, though, than Ed. Because Ed mm-hmm. was super forthcoming he with all of his murders. But Jerry, he is essentially still living in a world of, like, I, I didn't do I this. I was coerced. Like, or he every, said he was set up. Yeah. Like, he didn't kill any of these girls. I only admitted guilt because they threatened my family and my kids. Right. Like, mm. And then, but they have literally evidence. photographic <laughs> evidence of it. And whenever they approach him with that, he's like, well, I don't really know how they got that. But You're like, standing in a crime scene photo. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. He has to live in this world of denial in yeah. order to not feel... or I don't know, maybe in order to not feel the things that he does, but clearly he doesn't feel the things anyway. Um, But it's just, it's such a stark contrast to, to Kemper because it's like, I mean, he ends up talking about these details, but he talks about these details because Holden is like really, and the whole time he's like, this is how I believe the killer would have done it. Or how he was, you know, they just fell into his lap and Mm -hmm. then he developed a taste for it. Never admitting it was him, Mm -hmm. but if he was thinking in the mind of the person that did it, which was creepy in itself. Yeah. Yeah. He could, what was the one part where he's like, he could have just been thinking like, oh, well, you know, rape her at first, but then it just, Just it went too far. Goes farther, yeah. Whatever he said. He was just 
a freaky one. And obviously it was like doing a lot of things Mm -hmm. to Bill. And I think it was making Bill see a very big difference in how he and Holden do stuff. Oh, yeah. Because then it's like the next big shebang is when they're in or not. I mean, it's not the next thing that happens, but the next big killer is uh, Richard. Richard. And uh, yes, back. Right. Yes. Um, and he. Oh, gosh. What did he do? Oh, he is the, the one nurses. that killed all of the nurses. And this now that traumatized me. This story, I recognized the name as soon as I heard I it. I didn't. I have never heard of this guy before. And oh, okay. I was shook. <laughs> I recognized the name, but I didn't, couldn't, you know, I tried yeah. to put the killings of people outside of my brain. Yeah. But Ooh. so he was like super drunk, super high, whatever he was. And he goes to a college, like nursing, um, like a place where a bunch yeah. of nurses, a student nursing housing apartment place. yeah and there are three of them there so he walked in on the situation he didn't he was there he to originally rob be them. there yeah. that's what he said and so there were three of them there and then he puts them all in different rooms but more and, keep coming right. as he's, and so he's like well, i don't know what to do they're coming out of everywhere it's like eight or nine total i yeah. forget the total now but it's the what's so funny is because the one he doesn't <laughs> kill or that he forgets about is the one that opened the door oh, for him yeah. she because was hiding under a bed right yeah that's what he says he's very like um he's like I, he's like i didn't know what to do they just kept coming i wasn't planning on this <laughs> right? but he put them all in different rooms and then like stabbed them repeatedly and you know they could like mm-hmm. well they could barely hear anything but they could essentially hear like muffled screams going on. of yeah. their roommates could you dying. imagine i no it was, I was he traumatized. Was, he said, once you kill one, you had to kill them all. Because, like, they would all just tell. Oh and then how he's like, they just all kept showing up. Yeah. But I killed the first one because she wouldn't stop crying. Yeah. And I wanted her to shut up, and then I had to kill the rest. I was like, what? It's so crazy how it really is all such a big power thing mm-hmm. with them. And you can see, and I kind of equate it to, like, the power that Holden is feeling. Because he's getting all yeah. this attention for the work that he's doing. It's going to his head. Yeah. Yeah. And in this session in particular is when he, you know, uses like crazy words that we definitely can't use on here. No, no, no. Um, (laughs) But that's, he knew that this was how he was going to get Speck to talk because at first he was like, like, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm not, what's the point? Mm -hmm. But we knew that his view of women was very, you know, low. And so that's how he got him to talk. But that also got them in a lot of trouble. Yeah. It's honestly, you watch as these last six through ten, these episodes progress, mm-hmm. slowly Holden gets more agitated, his state of mind, and he just, until he eventually breaks. But the shoe, I think that was a huge breaking point for him. Yeah. When Debbie comes home with the shoe, like, she comes out in her laundry and she oh, has that yeah. shoe on. And he's like cool with it for a second. And then he's like, no, I can't. Yeah. I yeah. thought at the time it was because of. Uh, of Wendy Carr. Oh. I was like, oh, maybe he's feeling like <laughs> yeah. too attracted to her, and that's yeah. why. But that makes way yeah. more sense. And then it, he no, because he like as he's touching her, he gets down to the shoe, and he's like, oh, I don't yeah. know about this. But why do you think he's getting so agitated? I think it's because he's the way he's talking to these serial serial killers. He's starting to get in their head, and I think that scares him. Mm-hmm. And I just it's getting deeper. And as like um, Tench says. He talks to his wife, and he's ex- like, it's getting into his personal life, and he's mm-hmm. confused, and he can't separate the two. He talks to Wendy about it, and everyone's just like, I don't understand how Holden 
like gets so involved and it doesn't affect him. But we yeah. see it does. It's just like slowly coming out. And he is telling other people mm-hmm. about it, or he's telling he's Debbie trying to about talk it to anyway. Debbie, but she's so caught up in her own life that all they ever talk about is their respective jobs or yeah. schooling. So it's. I don't know, there's no, like, deeper value yeah. to the relationship. And, I I mean, we see what happens when, you know, Tinch's family gets involved whenever they his the son finds a picture, uh, or the babysitter finds a picture of a crime scene yeah. underneath his son's bed, and then, you know, his wife is obviously very upset about this, mm-hmm. and he's like, she's like, why don't you tell me, because, you know, he's bought, he bottles all this stuff yeah. up in an in an insane way, but she's like, he's like, you know why I don't? Because this. He goes a 12-year-old girl, and this, and this, and this, and but she... their relationship's so good, because she's just, she embraces him, and she's like, yeah, no, I get, you know, let it out. It makes her it's, understand mm-hmm. more. Which is not what's happening with Holden and Debbie. No, not whatsoever. But, <laughs> and he's getting all these, like, cheaty vibes, but it's so weird cause mm-hmm. how, when you're an outsider and you're looking at something, of, he's, like, pulling away from her, and I mean, when you're, like, in... We can attest to this as women. If you, if I was in like a super sexy outfit mm-hmm. and my boyfriend was oh, straight up angry. like, I'm tired. That's not what he did. But of course, that's going to put like, and they never yes. talked about it. No. Or we he never saw walks, them talk he about says, it anyway. His excuse is, it's just not you. And she's like, well, that's the point. Right. I didn't dress up in, you know, the day we met. This is like a special thing we're doing. And he's like, peace. And this is, yeah. why is this so bad for you? Of course it's going to put a wrench her, in your relationship. You know? yeah. I just, today I gave a serial killer a heel and he watched him stuff in it. get excited over it. Oh. And she'd be like, oh, that makes sense. I'll take him off. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe another night. Like yeah. a few years We'll try from this now. again later. Yeah. But, um, oh, well, I was about to get onto the new, I guess, detective that they, or special agent that they have. But, um, Wendy is officially like, there. Oh yes. Now. And we get a big reveal about her personal life finally. Yeah, she's, she's a lesbian. A lesbian. Who knew? So, I know, right? And so this whole time we're thinking, oh, they have this chemistry. Oh yeah. They're gonna like I, he's still thinking it, I think. Because oh, yeah. he has no idea. But there's it's a very obvious chemistry though. Yeah. Like it's not like she's trying like, to fake it either. Yeah, but work relationship chemistry where he can talk to her about the same things, and I think that gets him really excited because yeah. he doesn't have that with Debbie because mm-hmm. she only talks about herself. It's like her red herring. Like she's like, oh, this is yes. my cover. Not cover because obviously nothing's happened, mm-hmm. but you know, everyone sees this chemistry between the two of them. So it's kind of, you know, at this time we have to remind ourselves that it's not socially acceptable, you know, yeah. what decade are they in? The 60s, the 70s? Yeah, 70s. 70s. Um, it's not, you know, being a lesbian is not something that no, people that's not are okay the with. Norm. It's a yeah. lot of, like, in some states, people are even, like, imprisoned mm-hmm. at that point, which is just crazy. But we see her, um, you know, her girlfriend is, like, a very, I think she's a therapist, yeah, right? She, they're both... They do something at the school, because Wendy was working for her tenure, right? And yeah. she makes a statement, if you leave or if you focus on what you're doing with the FBI, it's going to ruin that. So you mm-hmm. have to pick a dream, and I don't think that's the right dream to pick. Right. I don't it like was, her. It was interesting. No, I didn't yeah. either. And I was glad that she left Boston Me to too. come to Quantico, for, you know, for good, I guess. Because her the girlfriend seemed way too controlling over a person that I thought no one would be able to control control what she says. Yes. It's not like she's so out there. She's a very like strong, independent woman. Yeah. (laughs) She's very put together. Like she's not crazy, but I just could never imagine her like with someone like that. So that was interesting, but it was also interesting. And I, I just don't get this, but like the cat stuff. 
this is what I don't know. I went over this so many times in my head. And do you think maybe it's just since she's going through this breakup, she mm-hmm. just moved to a new city. It's like a companionship thing. She's I mean, like reaching out for this. I mean, it doesn't end well. Right. But it was, yeah, the whole situation started really creepy. She like walks down with no pants on mm-hmm. with a can of tuna. And you're just like, Wendy, don't. You're going to get murdered right now. But it's I, just that's a where cat. I thought it was going. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen, but other than that, that's the only thing I could take away from it. I I didn't need it. I yeah. didn't get it. I mean, I think they, they're they doing it for the yeah. exact reason that you said, to show us, you know, like, she moved to this alone. new city to, like, give us a little more information mm-hmm. on her character and how she, background you know. Story. We see story. We, we see everyone's background. We see Bill with his family. We see Holden with Debbie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the things that they do when they're out. And we only saw, like, work her but it's um, it's just so sad it because it's, it's like she's living this super lonely life because she she's can't like be her straight out of the can and drinking real large glasses of wine. So okay, this is what I thought whenever because I knew they did this on purpose. So she yeah. pours this glass of wine that was not too big, but then there was just a little bit left right? in the bottle. You chugged and that she, on the way down. The- well, she poured it, and I was like, "Yeah, you're not going to leave this much wine Drink left in the bottle." I literally thought that. I was like, "I don't think that's too big of a glass." <laughs> yeah, no. I mean it is, but not when there's that much. Well, left she's in the got a huge glass, and then she pours it in, and she's like, "Well." Yeah, you know, <laughs> let's keep the party going. Top it on off. Yeah. Um, but we do see kind of a divide in the group over this, you know, mm. spec yes. stuff a little bit. She's not happy. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, the new guy's name. So they hire a guy that's a oh, transcriber. Craig Smith. Craig Smith. Um, so he, you know, Ivy League education guy, super mm-hmm. like real close with Shepard, which is oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's like his friend's yeah son, his friend's like son, that. and. Every- uh, Holden's like could be a mole. Yeah. <laughs> but he I mean he seems really into yeah. it anyway. They make him listen to some of the tapes that they did and I literally thought he was gonna His throw face up. during that scene he was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. He um but he's he's different than all of them, you know? Yeah. He talks a lot or you know, a fair amount about his faith. And I think they did that on purpose, purpose because, you know, in these situations you can't go in, just like they say, you can't go in with the judgment of somebody. You have no. to like leave all of that at the door, no matter yeah. what you think. Like you could be, you know, not believe in anything whatsoever. And mm-hmm. if a part of this, uh, you know, killer's mindset, it has to do with religion. You can't like be like, you're you. crazy. Yeah. Otherwise that's gonna, it's not going to be good for the study. Um, but he essentially Holden has him um, transcribe the spec interviews in a not so yep. legal way. He yep. leaves out the very like um, his vile language, vile yeah. language that he was saying. He he he's just like this isn't necessary. That's not going to do anything mm-hmm. for the study. Um, very long story short. People find out, or no, Speck, like, files a formal complaint, which is kind of crazy. This murderer that killed eight women is filing a complaint saying, like, people mess with his head and he's mad Mm -hmm. about it. Like, okay, what's this really going to do? But it's getting internal affairs after them. Yeah. And this could potentially affect their study. And I think the only important part about this whole thing is because it splits them. It does. And it involves Shepard. So we have, you know, Holden is obviously, like, we don't we don't give them anything yeah or but he i do like how he was willing to take all of the blame though he was it was, he was him a stand-up that did guy it. in the situation he's like you know what it was me i did it yeah, yeah. car is very angry that yes. this happened bill is withholding and then you have shepherd that well, is like yeah, why did you involve been me? angry too because the language it's as a woman mm-hmm. i'd be offended too I, but again 
as if this was present day, the language he uses in these interviews is exactly what I'm guessing they do to get these people to talk. Like, yeah. Pre- you know what? It's just more commonplace now and it ex- it's accepted. But back then, if you talked like that, especially in the presence of a woman, yeah. it was unheard of. And that's why she was, that's why mm-hmm. Wendy was so upset about it. Yeah. And, you know, Shepard makes a good point. This is a publicly funded study. Yeah. It's not like, you know, so this is technically, you know, these are public tapes. Yeah. Anyone could, could listen and could get them. And it just makes them look bad. It yeah. makes them look like they go about things in the wrong way. Agreed. And so it's not like a, it's not a thing that just the average person is going to realize like, Oh, this guy was saying these terrible things in order to get this information. Yeah. So they're upset about that. Um, but you know, our little newbie, he decides he's going to take it upon himself to send in the corrected tape or the correct <sighs> tape to internal affairs and it just becomes a whole thing like couldn't you just listen to the plan that he's his just end scene with him sitting there ready you, to mail it out i was like come on dude i know do you think they're gonna ever figure out that it was him oh how would you not there was only I, well they looked at wendy, wendy and like and no like, one really? looked at him yeah that's true I, he would have been my first guess i would have been like you oh <laughs> for sure i don't think they'll ever end up addressing it no but it's just like i mean surely honestly the kind of guy out. craig is he might just admit it Next yeah. season. It was me. Sorry. And That's like true. relieve himself of duty. Yeah. That is good that we already know there's going to be a next season. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. Um, so one of the bigger, I'm forgetting his name now, even though we just said it before, Devier. He is the, so he is a person where they start applying the stuff that they're learning from people to this case. Yeah. Um, someone, they approach him, um, someone approaches him in the town. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They call him like... It's the uh, why can't I remember? People in chat, what do they call Devi? They call him. They call him. Something <laughs> I think it's just Debbie. Debbie. I think they because I kept. I thought they were saying Debbie. Yeah, and it sounds a lot like Debbie because mm-hmm. his name was a mouthful. Jean so that would make Debbie. Sense. So I think yeah, I yeah. think Holden especially just referred to him as Debbie. Okay, well that's how so we that's refer what to we're him. gonna do. Well, he's, they say Jean, so we'll call so him. We'll Jean. call him Jean. Perfect. All right. Um, cool. so they're approached about uh. A murder that's happened of this like twelve year old girl. Uh, she's a majorette, um, and they start. So they they realize that like the trees have been trimmed. Someone sees a tree trimmer talking process. to this guy. Yeah. This guy is Jean Devier. Um, so this is I think originally they were they thought or they tried to arrest him, but then yes. he passed a polygraph test like with flying which they colors. warned when they were sitting down in that diner. Holden and Tench were. Like, don't do it yeah. because sociopaths, they don't have emotions like normal people do, and they mm-hmm. can, they're can they going to pass with flying colors, they, which, which he, he did. did. Um, but they were dead set on him, but they released him after this mm-hmm. polygraph test. So that's when they were like, okay, let us step in and kind of see what happens. Yeah. Um, and this was crazy. One of the crazier things all season to me that happened. Yeah. Um, so they're, you know, they have him. Holden's kind of getting into his way of saying things that, like, aren't so great again. Yeah. And the other police officers just cannot handle it. Like, like they even step out of the room. he warns them. He's, he goes, during this, in the beginning, that whole um, montage of him preparing for this interview, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. because he's too. Taking everything he's learned from every interview, he's like, we need his uh, shoe. What's his shoe? And they get the rock, and mm-hmm. they make the file bigger, and... It's just all these parts. I really like the moving pieces of him, like, applying everything yeah. to this one interview. But he says to them before they go into the interview room, 
I'm going to say some stuff that might make you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. so just be prepared. And whoa, did he really go there? Yeah. I mean, it's never going to make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside no, hearing a man a talk killer. about, uh, you know, yeah. how he thinks young girls look cute, too. But, like, in order to get a confession, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do things. But then I also wonder, like, did it border coercion which is it kind of did a little bit but how else do you get these people that like he said that's a psychopath you're talking to how do you how do you break them unless you play the games they're playing you talk on a level that they would so it like it's difficult but i get why he does it it. yeah it's just hard to listen to i mean he was so dead set on this is not it wasn't me like Mm -hmm. maybe i saw someone and the only reason he even slightly opened up is because of Holden's mm-hmm. being like, you know, she looked 14. Yeah, that's He's like, the that's... age of concern. I'm like, 14? That's Holy gross. Crap. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. The, I hope that's not still I the mean, case it was Georgia, anywhere. so I don't know, maybe back I mean, I'm then. I'm from Alabama. I'm well, is sure that it's... the age of concern? No, I think it's, it's 16 in Alabama. No, it's 18. Okay, and this was back then, though. People got married at 16, 17, so that's maybe... True. You can get married at 16 with your parents' consent. Yeah, so we'll let it slide for the 70s, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. But, they, you know, he starts talking about how, oh, in her little outfit, she could have looked older, and maybe mm-hmm. she was flirting with you. And then they take out, or they, like, reveal the table of evidence. The time that they rolled in dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and her jacket. So she was wearing a yellow jacket mm-hmm. when she was abducted. Yeah. And they pick that up, and there's the rock right below oh, that kid's The head. rock is what he killed the girl with and we know that this was like a crime of passion and not something that's planned because her body was found out in the open like her stuff was still there the murder weapon meaning the rock was still right beside her so clearly it was just like oh crap this wasn't an organized thing yeah but the second he saw that rock i mean just like shaking freaking out down and then he obviously admitted that he did it yeah but it's just kind of so at this point, they've changed, you know how they were saying serial murderer? Mm-hmm. They've changed now it now to serial, serial killer. killer. But yes. what, I mean, they are supposed to be forming opinions and getting information mm-hmm. on serial killers. This guy is not a serial killer. He doesn't killer. fit the, no, he's got one. But maybe this also goes into play with how they're trying to associate what starts a serial killer. Like, mm-hmm. this could be his first. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they didn't catch him, he developed a taste. Because at first they were saying, I think he only meant a raper. Right. And And it it went went too too far. far. So, you know, maybe this is like them showing, hey, we caught someone. It could have been multiple if we didn't. Exactly. Type thing. And the cops that were in the room with him later ask, or like they go out that night after they get the confession. Yeah, celebrate. Shouldn't we be teaching? Like, you should be teaching this stuff. He's like, we're trying. And it's not, I mean... You have to remember we started off the season with him being like a hostage negotiator. Yeah, like, he clearly has a way with, with words that just the average person does doesn't. not. Yes, but then they get into all of this trouble because someone like picks up an article in the Atlanta newspaper about it, and I don't know. That's kind of like not important information yeah. to me. But the end of the season is with our boy Ed. And he's mm-hmm. been sending these letters to Holden. I miss you. <laughs> like pen pals. Literally, they were love letters to him. It was him. like construction paper <laughs> type things. It was so cute. Um, so cute. And Holden just hasn't been answering. I mean, because they're like... Rude. They're like, on to the next. Yeah. You know, I got Richard Speck here. And 
And Jerry. meanwhile, poor Kemper's real lonely and sad and misses his friends. So. Yeah. And he really, so he really thinks that Holden was his friend because mm-hmm. Holden said, I'm your friend. Yeah. So he Holden gets this crazy note that's like, it's an emergency, call us. <laughs> and it's Ed had tried to, or attempted suicide. <laughs> medical proxy. And had made Holden his medical proxy. But what did you He's think about genius. Holden going? I, I would have never went. No, of course not. But it's Holden, and he's curious. I mean, I guess in the moment, his curiosity got a hold of him. He was like, whoa, I can't believe he did this. I need to go talk to him now. I need I mean, to see. He had just been And he was up going with... through some stuff. We'll get back to that breakup. Yeah. But, yeah. but he, like, he gets there, and it's obvious that Ed is, like, very mad at him. And, oh, yeah. And, like, you don't want... I would take, like, just, you know, a maniac random killer being mad at me over, like, him being mad at you because you clearly like he did I mean I would have left the minute I saw him in that bed looking at me like that I would have been like cool oh yeah he he slit his mom's throat right and he's a big dude I'm sorry Holden you're not that buff like leave yeah oh my gosh Yumi Musaka in the uh chat said sad part is Kemper was the only friend he had left at that point oh and that's that's so true true. Bill was off Debbie and he had just broken up Mm -hmm. cars mad at him for the you know this crazy situation that True, he he's just the got one, them into the one person you have left. And when Kemper asks, like, why did you so why did you come here then? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, obviously Kemper's like standing over him and <laughs> he's intimidating a him at this mastermind. Point. The whole time like how did Holden not notice that the whole time they're talking, his he's acknowledging the nurse in the room behind him and he's yeah. just so sly. Holden I has he no was, idea. I thought he was chained to the bed. Like, I did completely. too. When he gets up, it's so powerful because he's just like He's a huge man. You're like, whoa. And they, I mean, they did have him chained, but, like, was that a 12-foot chain? No. I mean, he, like, <laughs> basically walks around the he room. He can do laps, like, as many times as he wanted. Yeah. And it's kind of, that's where you really see the, you know, the trouble mm-hmm. of being in a profession like this. Because you have manipulated this person to get answers. Yeah. But then, like, later you think he was just giving you fake answers anyway, you know, according to Jerry. But, well, you affected him, right? So. You then you realize like that this was a connection for them. This was a they've been sitting in a jail cell for you know no one years wants to upon talk years. to them. Yeah, so it's like when they finally see someone who actually comes back to see them and, and asks about the murders that put who talks to them about that besides their lawyer. Right, you know? they seem legitimately interested. Mm-hmm in what happened to them and then yep. why they did it of course they think it's a connection and so he was obviously very sad and i thought he was for sure about mm-hmm. to off holden oh yeah but he hugged him instead i really thought that was gonna be it no more holden Me season too. two not for you <laughs> i know right? i'm like okay we're going a different way the hug was weird the hug was so yeah. weird he's like you are my friend <laughs> pat 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 and holden's like peace yeah and then he okay so what do you think about he's clearly having an anxiety a, attack, a mental it. breakdown. He's yeah, like, I'm dying. He just I'm starts dying. panicking, and then the nurse, "You're not okay. You're not. We get it. Right. Obviously, take him away." I mean, thinking, it was a lot. It was almost too much. Well, I get like thinking that you're about to be killed is obviously that could very, very, that. Yeah. very scary. Um, but I think it's not. It's actually not just it's that. Everything. It's all this yes. stuff going into. Like the Debbie creep. breakup, how he's letting everything affect, not affect him. I think it's the buildup of him not letting these interviews and these serial killers 
get to him until that moment. Like, we've had little triggers and little breakthroughs with shoes and whatever. Mm -hmm. And Debbie and I think that moment with Ed, and he was like, wow, I'm, like, almost becoming one of these people that they can relate to me this well, and he just loses it. Well, that it's like when, like you said, when Debbie breaks up with him, he has no emotion and isn't that that breakup that was the weirdest breakup in the history of breakups that he basically breaks up with himself for her yeah she gets him to do it (laughs) and he's just like okay i'll come get my stuff next week and also she said nothing the whole time he's profiling her based on her behavior which she asked him to yes which she prompted that that was her provoking yeah but at the end of it she was just like, is that what I'm doing? And I'm like, I don't know, was it? Now I'm confused. Like, no, I'm pretty sure that's what she was right? doing. Like, she definitely wanted to break up with him. Because at the end, she was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gone, and I was like, you're not going to say anything? That's I mean, she, she definitely wanted to break up with him, but I, to me, it's just his reaction. He's, it was weird. He's meeting, he's been talking to these people that have no emotions for so long yeah. that I'm like, because beginning of the season, Holden was not that person. He was, you know curious and you know, met this yeah. girl in a bar and he was a lot more open and just not so like I'm the best not that he's saying that but he definitely yeah can. it's like there's a switch good for this there's a switch in these interviews wherever it's like it was you know he and Bill tag teaming doing everything together and, solo. and then it yeah. just becomes like he's now Bill's still there but it's like very clear that Holden is yeah, like he's the lingerie conducting linger? yeah he's, I just said lingerie the, the Ringleader. Ringleader. <laughs> I would like, be like, wait, what is it? What does that mean? Um, and that's what's going to put, you know, a potential wrench in yeah. all of this. He's got no relationships, like our chat friend said. I know. Ed Kemper's it, and you just left his embrace, so now you got no one. You ain't got it or no <laughs> You alone. I know. We have this, we <clears throat> talked about last week, um, the person that we see flashes of oh, all throughout. yes, the ADT, well, in this version, the ATT, ADT truck delivery but driver. But who did you say you thought he's he the was? B- he's he for is sure the BTK, the BTK killer. It is confirmed that he's yes, the BTK killer. Yes, it's gotta yeah. be. So the, No, it is. Okay. It's confirmed. Oh, good. Because so I don't ones, know a lot about him. Okay, so you know that one scene? I think it was episode, it was one of the last, maybe the last nine it might have been nine the stuff yeah so he's that's the last one but in nine you know where he's like in the house pacing and he's waiting out the window looking Mm -hmm. for someone Mm -hmm. and then eventually you can tell he gets really angry and he just takes the cup off the table like real aggressively and washes it and leaves the house yeah so in real life the btk killer um he killed like 10 women total Mm -hmm. and there was a couple that he didn't but he had planned to and one of them was Anna Williams Mm -hmm. and in real life he like waited for her for hours but he's got a real life back home and places he's got to get and he got impatient because she took too long coming home from friends that he left and she never ended up getting murdered like he was already in her house waiting and she took too long and he so I think that was the scene implying Wow. Relating to that, yeah. That's when I was like, oh, it's totally him. Yeah. Yeah. So the trick is, kids, stay out late. Yeah, don't come home. Don't come home. Before your curfew. There's probably someone yeah. waiting there. Lesson but learned. Is that, so do we think that's what's going to, what the next season is going to like revolve around? You can't just like give me all those tidbits and not, but he doesn't get caught in real life until... I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this, but recently, like maybe the 90s, he went, there was a break where he stopped, I need to look it up, but it was a while, it wasn't like in the 80s or 70s when it was going on. He killed, took a break for like 10 years, and then, yeah. Wow. So I don't know how they'd address that unless they 
old villain. Yeah. Holden aged 20 years. and He was caught in 2005. Oh, see? Yeah. You missed that guy. You are on it. Thank I love you. It. So even later, that was real recent. So there's yeah. no way they could address it, I guess. Well, I think that um, what's interesting about this is that obviously they were giving us mm-hmm. something that had nothing to do with what they was going on. Going. So many different aspects. That, but that's why I'm like, how are they going to tie that in? So maybe the they're not. Season? Maybe it was just like us playing this game of can you guess the serial killer and also watching someone in present day that they aren't so you've got people in the past that have already been busted you have people that are getting caught currently and Mm -hmm. then you have this guy who's doesn't get caught until you know a good 10 years ago 12 years ago so maybe it's just like showing us all versions yeah i don't know i think it's just like trying to it it was interesting how they did it because it definitely like became a part of the show but it had nothing to do with anything else that was going on, obviously. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, it was things. it was a good like little tidbit to throw out there for what could potentially. It got happen me excited because every episode you only got like a minute of it, mm-hmm. but I wanted to know who it was, and me you're too. thinking, and then he seems so normal, and then yeah. obviously very not. And they give you a little more every episode until you can be like, that's who it is. Oh yeah, um, I know we have to wrap up shortly, but I want to hear your like general thoughts of the season. I mean, so much happened. It was good. I It wasn't what I was expecting, I don't think. Same. Yeah, I I mean, all I had to go off of was the trailer, and I knew it was about serial killers, so yeah. I was, like, all about it. But there was a lot more. I like how they actually went really deep into the psychological aspects, mm-hmm. and I really liked how they tied in the different parts. I like how we had the murderers that had been caught that were interviewing to figure out why they did it, mm-hmm. and I like how they tied it into their present day serial killers and trying to solve these murders and how they applied everything they learned. Mm -hmm. And I think they tied it up really well at the end. I think so too. Yeah. They did. I liked, um, same stuff you did. Mm -hmm. Definitely wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, I loved that we, that it is based off of real crimes and real serial killers. Um, because as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, let me Google this guy. Exactly. Like I Googled Richard Speck and he died in prison from a heart attack. Good. Um, but it's like, that's not a bad enough death for you. I mean, they address the death penalty at one point in this because they don't want the guy to get the death. They don't want Gene to get the death penalty because that Mm -hmm. could like mess up their study since they were involved in it. Um, but I think the thing that I like the most is that you really do get to see, you know, these are all things we've heard, things we've read, but you really get to see, like, in the mind of someone, and, you know, you always wonder, like, how could someone just, you know, cold blood kill someone, but it's, like, they're, literally, their face is just, like, oh, yeah, it just The acting was great. Yes. And I just, like, felt it, and I felt this urge, Mm -hmm. you know, just, like, I feel the urge to, like, get a cheeseburger on my way home. (laughs) You know? They felt the urge to, like, pick up some chick. Totally different urges. (laughs) I know. I'm trying to see, I wonder if we're going to see a woman serial killer. I'd Have like there been that. any, like, I mean, women it's serial rare, killers? But I don't know if there have been serial killers, but there's definitely been, like, crazy. Black Dahlia yeah. and stuff like that. Or That's not, actually not, a good well, point. Does our but... genius chat person know this, too? Yeah, are there like, any women serial killers? Like, I mean, serial, like, multiple. There are women who have, like, killed multiple Yeah, husbands, we get that. But but... I, don't know if they, <laughs> I don't know if they're serial killers, I'd Like, say. any female versions of Jeffrey Dahmer out there? I don't think there are. We'll Google it. <laughs> I do hope we get to see a little Manson stuff next oh, season. I think and we I want to see Dahmer stuff. I do, too. I think we will because they, like, said that they were on the docket. Yeah, they compared up. Speck to 
Manson. Yeah. That was their Charles Manson. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we do know that there is going to be a second season. Um, who knows of when it's going to come out, but they're already like floating ideas around. Yeah. So we'll see. It's exciting. Do we miss anything? No. I don't think so. Well, thank y'all so much for watching with us. We had so much fun. There's, I want y'all to continue the chat. Keep tweeting us because there's still a million things that I don't yes. even realize happened in the show. Um, in the meantime, y'all can find me everywhere at April Wissenhant. And you can find me at Krista Flengy. Y'all can find all of us at AfterBuzz TV. So many after shows going on. So we will see y'all next season. Bye. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 